Welcome, everyone. This is episode three of A Controversial Take. Today, we are talking childhood games uh, or throwback games. Today's is going to be a little bit controversial because we are guest-less or guest-free, um, or it's a non-guest episode anyway. What? Um, so we, uh, I'm sorry for that, for the guest on the line. You might want to hang up maybe for next week. You got to come back. Um, but you're going to hear more about us, just the three of us, the regular conversationalists on this show. Um, New so title. Pete, Pete and Zane, how are you guys going? Hello. How are you? Wait, wait, it's conversationalist. <laughs> it's, it's clearly below star, right? But is it above <laughs> participant? Uh, well, that probably depends uh, if you're actually talking or not. I don't know. Maybe. Oh. You've you got you to have a conversation first to become a conversationalist. Perhaps we should take it to the dictionary. I'm not, I'm not sure which one Zane wants to go to, but um, one of them. <laughs> Macquarie. <laughs> Macquarie. <laughs> Whichever one. <laughs> hey, can, I just ask, uh, can I just ask you, Tim, being the host and everything and the decision maker for this whole podcast, today's episode, it's guest guestless. Is it because the last guest was so shit? Well, I, I think we should talk about the last last episode because we, we did have some feedback actually and maybe, maybe we should go through the feedback um before we get we, i want to go through some analytics again um which might dovetail a little bit into what pete was doing over the last week um but first how about i i a few people actually wrote in so i i might just oh. recite, recite oh. What, what's actually been said wait where did um, they write in to uh, a number of means um <laughs> can't can't reveal all, all of that but <laughs> they wrote in somewhere so the, the first one, uh, which I think probably is a recurring theme, but I only saw it get written in officially once, was Zane doesn't understand the term English. underrated. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that was Pete in the episode. He, in there, that was all you. But, you know, I don't know. For someone uh, who... Um... You are correct. I think Pete actually wrote that one in, but that's... Uh... <laughs> no, I wrote it left-handed. Oh, wait, it's on the keyboard. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'll reel off a few, few, few next ones because they're the same theme. Um, pretty short and sweet. More Shaz, less Zane. Um, another one. Replace Zane with Shaz. Uh, couldn't hear Shaz, but he was better than Zane. Um, I, look, if we had an old school comments box, I'm pretty sure that the handwriting would be the same. But um, mm. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. You know. You know what this tells me? What's that? That all our listeners are followers. They just follow each other. Oh, mm. maybe they're writing into Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> yeah, I think what well, this, what this person who's writing all these comments. It could be, but but you know what this tells me? This tells me that like our audience is striving for diversity. That's what it tells me. Ooh. I think they I think they appreciated a bit more diversity, right? Um, having shows there. On the <laughs> That's it. But guess what? The No Homes Club. <laughs> there, there was one other um, other comment that that was also I talk too much. Now that wasn't from me. I think that actually might have been Pete writing in again. So anyway, I oh, know that that if 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 anyone does know LK, um, that was her feedback for me. Oh, okay, right. Pete, so. you talk too much, and then I wrote and said I think I talk too much. Well, um, there you go. So, so you wrote in. You you found the way to write in. Well done. No, I just I just WhatsApped you. <laughs> it it all worked. Uh, so so a couple of analytics, and let me share with that that with you because um, last week we had four countries in our listenership. Uh, we've jumped up to six. Oh. So 
Ooh. adding not one but two countries this week. Um, there was actually a lot of uh, listens to episode one, more so than episode two over the week, which is a bit odd. Um, but Australia still way out in front. Um, number two equal now, Singapore and Malaysia. Mm. Um, used to be the same country. Used to be, yep. <laughs> well, there we go. Um, we've got a, a bit of a split down the bottom now. Uh, China is in fifth spot. Fourth spot is Hong Kong. Oh, same country. Same country. <laughs> um, I can only go by the Spotify stats and uh, look, they're, they're recognizing a very different map here. So um, now, down the that. bottom. I might not be able bottom. to join the podcast if, I, if we get into that. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. We're not delving any further into that. But um, we, we, we have a new entrant. Uh, as well, who we haven't spoken about at all, and it's a country that um, I did want to see at some point, and I was thinking it's maybe Kazakhstan. Are we talking Kazakhstan? Um, look, that's a good guess. It's not bad. not quite. <laughs> not quite. I thought he was trying to get some comedy jokes off us. Notice how I, I use the term comedy jokes because that's kind of a Borat type of term. I, I like that. I like that mm. double commentary. Uh, yeah. Uh, the I, I thought today might have been the one that that might have triggered this this next or this listener to come on board. Pakistan. I was going to mention mention country cob pies because it's a big thing that a couple of the guys have been talking about this week. Oh, um, the USFA. So that yeah, that there you go. You picked it up, Zane. Uh, oh. we had a we had a listen from Shout the USFA. Wow! Shout out to our big man over there. Wow, that's huge. Not so not, not not the not the. Uh, member of the audience but the us (laughs) you haven't made it until you're in the us right it's a big country the only question i do want to ask though pete is that um you spent the last week or some some of the days in in the last week on a cruise did you get all the way to the us to uh to tune in from there or or maybe hong kong as well we've had a few few changes there with the the listenership so not sure where that where that cruise actually took you to I will tell you something that was interesting because, um, you know, as as our, our listeners know, it's NBA playoff time and, and I wanted to tune in and, uh, you know, watch the games. And when I got onto my phone, which, we you know, we had the Wi-Fi on the ship um, and uh, League Pass wouldn't allow me to um, actually watch the game on my phone, on my League Pass, which is a legitimate League Pass, because I think that the Wi-Fi goes through an American server and it said, like, <laughs> tune into the telecast on your TV, basically. Um, you know, just switch on TNT. And I'm like, hang on, I, I don't have TNT. I'm on a cruise ship. Um, but there it was. It was actually on the TV as well. So it's possible that that picked me up through the US, but I actually was having a break. So I did not listen to the podcast, I must say. Um, so I'm going to say that's Ooh. a legitimate, that's a legitimate, us viewer well it's a win nice. for us big win for us but but you you did listen to, to episode two though didn't you pete because Couple i think we, we, we should we should talk a little bit about it because i think the the guest added a lot um obviously the the comments that came in suggests that uh that Shaz did a good job um uh before i ask for some of your comments i'm gonna gonna share my hidden gem because i did listen back to it as well um and and it is about the the underrated definition um because i did notice that early on in in shaz's um analysis he was talking about the rock and zane was the one who popped up and actually said isn't that one rated a little too highly to be underrated 
Uh, and of course, Sane then proceeded to name a 12-time <laughs> Academy Award nominee, five-time award winner in Gladiator. So yeah. that, that was um, interesting. I did like that. You just fall off double standards. You, know? <laughs> yeah. you did that very well, very sneaky from the start, though, to call, call out Shaz. No, that's, I called out Shaz, you know. Can I just and, say... And, also, and then he had the nerve to uh, call you out for Batman and Robin after I called you out on Batman and Robin. I think he was just trying to go with the flow a little bit at that point to try oh, he to needed say, to hey, double down. He did. I, I'm, I'm going to... Uh, if, if someone else is on board this train, I'm hopping on. Um, because this will get the limelight off my gladiator, uh, like just that call. Um, but the, the problem is that, um, that since, since the podcast, um, references to gladiator have come up all over the place. Um, I've noticed, um, and often from our listeners who have been communicating with me a little bit on the side, not, not providing any feedback on the show. Um, but just talking about how, um, you know, Gladiator, as, as Shaz mentioned, really is, um, you know, just appropriately rated. Um, so, uh, you know, yeah. Well, now, it, now it's even more rated because it's got me more mentions, right? So it was I, don't, I don't really think your mention <laughs> was needed or has done anything to its rating, oh, no to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> But Let's hey, it was it, it was there. Can and I just say? Can I just say? Can I just say? Based on the analytics, right? You know, despite what everyone says, Shaz decreased our listenership. Oh, that's a controversial take. Mm. I, I think many, we need to many, let this play listen, out. How many listens did, did we have in, for the first episode? Uh, we're up to twenty-seven for and the first the episode, episode, and we're at fourteen for episode two. Mm. Yeah, well, you know, we increased the participants or conversationalists by one and we dropped our listenership by like 12 or 13. You know, we're going backwards here. The well, only change well, that we made... It's it's a small, small, shows. small sta- sample size. So uh, <laughs> maybe we'll see, we'll see when... Um, there, there has been calls for Shaz to be more regular, so maybe he might make an appearance again sometime. Can, can, I, can I put a different take on this? Um as you'll see through the analytics, at least as you've just explained, um, the majority of our listeners are from Australia. It's possible that, you know, the guys in Australia, the, all of the audience, you know, Shaz does a lot of um, public speaking in Australia. Maybe they're a little bit Shazed out. But as you'll see from our demographic, and as Zane mentioned, we haven't changed anything from one to two, except for adding shares. How many more countries do we have listening? Yeah, we've we'll, we'll added a few extra this week. We've added so, a few extra. Exactly, Zane. See? Uh, Diversity. The, the other thing is Shaz, Shaz does have a bit of a following. Um, so it, they may not have decided to listen to episode two first. They've gone with episode one. So he's increased our listenership for episode one, perhaps. That's very true, too. Yeah. No, I'm not yeah. going to give him that that credit, but um, that that yeah, it depends how you you read into it. Mm. Uh, let's not read into it that way. <laughs> I think he did a stellar job, and I'm glad um, that I suggested him as our first guest. And no, you know, look, I, I think except the rock. I, I think I think Zane's <laughs> just just a little bit. He, he's a little bit on the back foot because um, obviously he didn't choose Shaz. Um, from my memory of um, episode one, 
Uh, and, you know, maybe we'll need to get, you know, his guest on who comes from, you know, Hong Kong. And, and let's see what that does um, to our listenership. Yeah. He's, um, my guest is currently looking for Dwight, so he might be a while. <laughs> Definitely can't be found in the playoffs anymore. No, yeah. that's right. <laughs> Disappeared. Without fishing. So so yeah. this sounds like a redemption episode, Zane. So maybe uh, you should kick off because we're going to now talk about um, childhood games. Oh. And and be- because <laughs> you, you didn't necessarily grow up uh, here either, um, you yeah. can give us a bit of insight into that because I'm pretty sure some of the games you played are not going to be um, ones that, that we did um, or yeah. actually know of. Or we're going to call them something completely different. Well... You know, when I was growing up, you know, I, I grew up, first part of my primary school was spent in, um, in China, in Shanghai. So back then, China, developing country, there were, there were lots of construction sites and you just have like piles of stone just on the side of the road, right? So one of the games that we would play is we'll pick, we'll find like two big piles of stone. And these were like massive piles, like you could walk on them. It's like, they're like little mountains, right? Besides the construction sites, and we basically just basically just throw stones at each other. Yeah. Wow. Throw, throw, throw stones at each other, like <laughs> like, you're like, in... like like little boys. You know you have to play war games, right? Yeah. Like you just you have like two tribes. You basically like just pick two pick your tribe and then just throw stones at each other. <laughs> <laughs> so, this really sounds like Lord of the Flies. <laughs> yeah. It's great fun. <laughs> How how injured did did kids get in this game? Well, no one ever really got their head cracked because, like, you we were like grade two or three, right? So, like, you 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 don't hit someone in the head, and even if you do, it's not that powerful of a throw. But you know, you do get you know, the occasional hit on the arms, hit on the back, hit on the chest, and you know, it's pretty sore. You you know when you go to the snow and you know you yeah. make a snowball and you throw it at people and, yeah. and it's fun and the point yeah. of it being fun is that you know this the snowball kind of disintegrates on the person and you know yeah. doesn't physically yeah. injure them yeah. how often did you play this game this is what i want to know like the mm. first time you know maybe you go out there you have a bit of shits and giggles fun find some stones piff them at each other ouch 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 yeah that was that was fun yeah. Um, you know, but let's you know, now bandage each other yeah, up. We, and... we really played it, played it because, like, when we were living in like one of those large compounds, right? So, and there were, you know, stone, you know, just outside of the compound, there were like two piles or three piles of stone, and they were, they were fairly far. I mean, they were like ten meters apart, right? So that's your base. So you don't really like you're chicken. Like when you're two, two or three, you're a bit, you're a bit chicken. Like you don't run all the way across halfway and just to get, get injured. So you basically hide behind the stone piles and just throw, like, you know, ten meters apart. So the bait, the chances of you getting hit is quite low, but there there were lots of near misses. We used, we used to play it like at least once a week. You know? There's a pile. Wait, I, I just, just I can't I can't get my head I can't get my head around this right. Yeah. There's a pile of stones. Yeah. Of all of the things you could think about doing. As as a like a grade two, with a pile yeah. of stones and a bunch yeah. of friends, yeah. All you want to do is pick up the stones and throw them at each other. You're yeah, you're a bunch of boys. That you couldn't hard. play any other games like throwing them at a tree or 
a car or something. Or throw them at well, each other. Well, there weren't not that many. There, there weren't that many cars, and we were too scared to, you know, break cars because they were fucking so expensive. Prefer to yeah. break each other. Yeah. Wow. It's all right. Okay. It was to break someone. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait, wait, go back a second though, right, Zane. So, yeah, you, did, did you pick teams? Is that, is that does that how is that how this works? Like, what what is the outcome? How does it start, and what's the outcome at the end? Because you're just picking up stones and throwing them randomly. Yeah, I, I don't remember the specifics. I mean, like we like the guys that you play with. Usually on the other team, you know them, right? I mean, you, it's like a bunch of friends. So I don't I, I don't remember how the pick teams were picked, but it, I imagine it'd be like basketball in you know schoolyard basketball. You'd be like, oh, he's got a good arm. I'll pick him. You know. I'll just go. Oh, I'm I'm with this guy, and you guys can make your own team, right? You know things like that. So well, I, I just like to know um, where were you picked near near the the top or one of the? Uh... <laughs> oh, I'm always the captain, mate. Oh, <laughs> that that was that's, that's, what I'm, that's what that's that's what I'll say. I don't remember any of it, but <laughs> that's what I'm that's what I'm going with. <laughs> the the fact that he doesn't remember any of it could also suggest a head injury of sorts. <laughs> Just or PTSD uh, oh, getting picked last. Let's not remember. Let's not remember that. <laughs> so wait, did you have a ga- did you have a name for this game? No, they were just throwing rocks. Okay, rock throw. There you go. Rock throw. Yeah, inventive. Or, simula- or simulate a battle. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> not not sure that's the name you would have gone with. Battlefield Great Two. Battlefield Oh yeah, ba- Battlefield Nineteen Night. 1986. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, good, good start. At least we're, we're getting insight into into your life growing up now, Zane. Uh, yeah, so, that, that's a that's a good one. Hey, how about let, let let's let's go to let's go to Pete for one. Right. Oh yeah, well I'll go I'll go with a similar theme, um, but different outcome, right? So um, when I when I was growing up. Um, as a as a young boy, um, there's a lot of other kids who lived in our area, and we lived in a court, uh, a long court, but um, you know, no traffic on the road, no construction sites nearby, no big mountains of stones or rocks that we could throw each, at each other. But a, a game that well, we played, <laughs> a game that we played constantly um, in in the court was a game, and I looked it up. Um, because I couldn't remember whether it was called Forty Four or Forty Forty. Um, apparently, it's a it's a legit game, um, but it's called Forty Forty. Um, and in in hindsight, this game's actually quite brilliant. It's it's kind of uh, uh, like tag, but but it's 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 got a bit of a variant on. It's like hide and seek, but it's got a bit of a variant on that as well. And the way that it worked is, you know, you picked a landmark, and in our court, it was a telephone pole. Um, and the telephone pole was like home base. Um, you had one person who was kind of the uh, the person who was kind of citing or, or you know, the person who was uh, against everyone else. And, you know, they would close their eyes and count to whatever it was, probably 100, and everyone else would go and hide. Um, and what you had to do or the aim of the game was this person who was kind of um, the one trying to find people would have to like literally call out um, a thing to say that they'd found them. So they'd say like 44, I see Zane at the pile of stones. And then if Zane was at the pile of stones, he would be out, right? But the the quirk to the game was that they had to be touching the pole when they yelled it out. So if they couldn't see anyone from the pole, they would have to move 
from the pole and the idea of everyone else was to try to run and touch the pole before they could call out um where they saw them so um great game oh, i reckon we played that for years um among the people and i remember hiding spots up trees and oh, behind cars and you name it like there was a hiding spot so did you, um, did you used to play with, um, with tubs no he was he lived in a different court um so his oh. house was adjoining my house um yeah. but i think um yeah that was a different court so it was only really the people in our court um at the time who played that um uh, lots of fun so when you met, after you met tubsy the telephone pole turned into completely something else right you just became a polling apparatus <laughs> different game but that one's <laughs> that one's probably more from school but um i think after uh tubsy and i became became good mates i think we played a lot of uh you know kick to kick and things like that in 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 my court because my court was a lot bigger than his court um so a lot more space to be able to play games and cricket and things like that but 44 was like what i call the ultimate court game um when i was growing up i like that nice urban i no i have not i, I reckon we could that. play that at a boys trip just oh. randomly <laughs> you imagine playing that in, in when we're in vegas in the backyard like <laughs> yeah the, the only problem is i don't think any of us could actually hide uh, <laughs> a little bit of a size we're, we're getting pretty large pretty now, but also like even for some of the smaller guys like i can't even bend down my knees are shot so there'd be things like that that yeah i, I think we'd struggle you know, we can sort of hide behind each other probably <laughs> what you need to do is just find a surprising someone just find a spot and wait for them to move a, away from like where they've got to be touching to to call out you and just hope you can run faster than them my <laughs> issue would be like as soon as i get to a full sprint these days like my hammy's shot straight away like it'll be one game and i might win and and, and then i can't play for the rest of the trip <laughs> it's like pretty strategic right because you've got to calculate your running speed versus the guys that the siders whatever running speed right and your hiding spot to the to the distance of the pole yeah i don't think we, we we put that much effort into it back in the day but there was just good hiding spots and then shit hiding spots like yeah, okay. under a car was always a yeah. pretty tough hiding spot because it's pretty hard to get out um yeah. so if you were spotted you'd kind of stuffed like someone could literally walk up to the car look under it see you yeah. and and still beat you back before you rolled out from being under the car so um but yeah good game Good game, good memories. I, I thanks for suggesting uh, this topic because uh, it got me thinking, and I remembered that one. It's great. Yeah. So uh, maybe I'll, I'll jump in now to talk about something because it, um, it it's actually I think a nice little segue because what I was going to talk about is it's a little bit of hide and seek as well and um, and tag. Although I think a lot of games had had that element in it anyway. Um, so I, I grew out grew up in the outer eastern suburbs out in uh, one turner towards the dandenongs um back then it was not a very asian populated area so i think i was the only asian kid in my primary school um and for some reason i or it was probably my parents made me uh follow the kids at school so they joined the local cub scouts out there and so i became a cub scout so not just was i already a minority of the school i was also an asian <laughs> 
Asian out in the bush. Um, and I'm not sure there were many, many Asians going camping and doing that kind of stuff. There's, but, there's um, a term for that, Tim. What's that? A simulation. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it'd be very different now because I did... Um, I couldn't quite remember. I think there's a, there's a there's a scout promise or something, which I was trying to remember the words to, and um, I thought I'd look it up. And when I got on onto the website, I noticed there were actually pictures of Asian kids in these scout groups, and I was thinking, oh, well, things have changed because you're, you're, you're a fucking pioneer, man. Yeah, I was going to say you are the pioneer. Wow, um, and pioneer. I, I do you actually should, remember. You know what? How did you we, uh, if 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 any uh, of the like the scouts or the Cub Scout, like masters, uh, are listening. Well, I don't know what they are. They called masters. I don't know if they're listening to this podcast. They they should get in touch and, and send Tim out there to to be a bit of a mentor. Yes, um, because I, I think that it's a great story. Um, and and you know, I I think it'd be great to hear. Um, you know, and and maybe you could inspire some of the current minorities. Um, to 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 help. You know, increase their their population in in the Cub Scouts. Well, You've yeah. done it. Everyone can do it, right? You know, yeah. over over what thirty something years, it's it's uh, it's changed quite a it's lot. In- inspiring, ground, groundbreaking. You're right. Inspiring um, you're, story. You're, you're a pioneer. And Australian uh, Cub Scouts Society, <laughs> get in touch. Sponsor so us. I recall Cub Scouts was maybe five or six years of age all the way through to kind of 11 maybe 12 before you went to high school so and 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 my parents kept me in there the whole time so i remember getting going through and getting all the patches and doing all the various things to get those patches so i stayed there for a, for a while cub scout leader at the end um I, I do have the the little shirt with all the patches and um the scarves and what else how come there's yeah. no alumni knots. yeah there's no alumni you haven't kept in touch. Uh, look, I, I haven't, but there might be. There might be. Um, I don't know what they do. Do they go and buy knots? Asian Cub Scout alumni. <laughs> what with me and myself? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, hey, the, the, the new kids are going to be like fifteen years yeah. of age. <laughs> Who Sorry. knows? Um, but two of the games that that I remember playing as a Cub Scout. And this is one of those things that you join Cub Scouts, that kind of group runs weekly, every week, without fail. Um, it's a scout hall. You go there. It's almost like babysitting, I think, to be honest. My parents dropped me off and I was there for a couple of hours. So one game I remember playing indoors was uh, Capture the Flag, which is a bit of tag more than anything else. So two teams, different ends of, of the hall. Um, you'd have a little uh, protected area at each end with a flag in it. And the aim was for your team to get down to the other end. Um, it was tagged, so you had to get through, not get touched, capture the flag, and get back to the other end. Um, so I remember playing that quite a bit, and obviously it's the fastest kids that you're sending out to get the flag, and it's the slower ones that you're sending to be the decoys and um, block <laughs> people and all, all the same sort of things. It feels I'm a little good, gridiron, I'm to be honest. You're the, you're the kid that's trying for the flag. Uh, you're pretty fast, right? Uh, yeah, I, I, I was. I was that kid. I was, and I was short and fast, so it made it easy. Yeah. You get around people. Yeah. So, um, but although Asian kids, I did stand out. So you know, they, they would have been able to see me coming. They'd um, be like, oh, "Look at this Asian kid. He's quite fun. <laughs> Let him do." <laughs> he's he's hey, not a real cop, right? He's just here for a show. <laughs> hey, hey, Tim, what would happen if if you got tagged? Um, are you out, or do you hold your spot and try to? 
like create a barricade to ta- tag other people that are still in the game. Know, like you, you are out and you're shoved off to the side, so you don't oh. get to, you don't get to impede anyone or be an obstacle. So did you ever, um, did you ever play the race card? Uh, no, I don't think you, you get you get tagged. You're like, oh, he's picking out Asian. But I, I don't think you could back then. <laughs> that, that's a whole nother topic, but. Uh, yeah, no, different, different times. Just PC. Uh, I, I thought, I thought he said race car. I thought he was talking about his own go karting skills for a second. But <laughs> that's another <laughs> episode. Definitely <laughs> wouldn't have captured the flag. He would have broke a lot of obstacles though. Um, <laughs> no, he would have, he would have, he would have demolished the flag, which, which was nowhere near the race course. <laughs> the um, the other game that I vividly remember was played outdoors. Um, and, and quite often Scouts was like after school at night, um, kind of dinner time plus. So it'd be dark. Um, and I was playing Spotlight, which was um, a, a little bit like your, your 44, 40, 40 that you, you said, Pete. So there's, in a way, it's there's a person with a, with a home base. They've got a torchlight. Um, all the kids had gone out into into the local local park. So the scout hall was next to this massive park, trees and the rest of it around there. Um, and you'd go out and hide. Um, and they would go around, someone would go around with a torchlight trying to find you with the torchlight. Um, and in hindsight, thinking about it now, that that's probably a little bit dangerous. It's <laughs> not happening these days, <laughs> for sure. I, can, I, can I just ask, did you, were you ever the one that's going around with a spotlight? Uh, quite often, around? I reckon that was a scout leader actually with the spotlight yeah. to try and, and, and catch you. So the kids would go out and hide. Um, and, and just thinking about it, it was a pretty large park and it was pretty, it was bushland. <laughs> it was bush, we're up at we're like the base of the Dandenong. So if you went too far and and you never got found, to be honest, I don't know what we were Sorry, how old were you? Uh, how old were you? Uh, this was between like six to 11 years of age. Okay. So in primary school, so you'd have like I don't know what grade one, grade twos <laughs> in some parts of it, and eleven's um, quite old though. Eleven's like grade six, right? Yeah, on, on the way to grade five, grade six. This yeah. is a re- this is a ridiculous game to be thinking about playing in twenty twenty one, right? Like oh, no chance. Like a couple of things, a couple of things, right? Not not only do you have like you know the danger of like you know, potentially finding something that you don't want to find, whether it be some person or or an animal or something like that that people think about. But, God, what about the liability if they lost someone? Oh, you yeah, know what I mean? Like, oh, absolutely. man, that's crazy. <laughs> there, there is no way in the world you'd be allowed outside. In, well, you wouldn't be allowed outside, full stop, in the dark at that age. Um, and, and we're talking like a couple of scout leaders who – a couple of might be parents. There's a lot of just like older kids, maybe in uni, that are the scout leaders. Um, and then you've got a whole bunch of kids. <laughs> I'm pretty sure the the proportion of how many leaders to kids would not have been um, within any regulations for, you know, child minding or anything like that. So, uh, any yeah, of different the time. Kids, any of the kids get up to no good? Uh, yeah, the, the, to be honest, I think a lot, the, quite a, there's probably two types of kids that went to scouts. There's those who followed kind of all the instructions and were really good and kind of wanted to do things, and there are the others who are almost sent there by their parents as punishment yeah. to, to be looked after. <laughs> I, I, of course, was the good kid, but I get into some trouble yeah. every now and then. Um, but yeah, the playing games outside was probably the time that you would. You'd do something yeah. stupid, you'd right. run away, and then the game would end, and there'd be leaders out there shouting, you got to come back, and nobody's coming. So <laughs> that, that would happen. 
back here. We can't see him at night. <laughs> I, I was going to say, I, I, remember, I remember as well, it, it wasn't a scout um, outing, but we played Spotlight at a birthday party once. And, and I remember it was a, a huge house, big backyard. Um, and, and, and for some reason, they um, it, was, it wasn't just my friends who were playing, but there was older kids. And, it, you know, kids were like climbing over 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 fences to the next house i remember falling into a um into a fish pond um which didn't go so it was a sleepover so i, I remember having to go in into the to the parents and going so uh yeah i'm a little bit wet <laughs> we need to fix this so but um yeah not not probably the best game to play and not, not one that i'd let jasmine or anyone play you know nowadays <laughs> one, one of the things this triggered in my mind is just like how like when you play these type of games with kids like and you know it's like this not even like competitiveness but kids just happen to find the dumbest way of like breaking the rules on these kind of things so like if you're playing hide and seek like they'll find a place that's like no one could ever find them ever and and i remember you know we used to and everyone used to play gang up right and uh around their school or tiggy or whatever you want to call it um where you know, someone's it, they they tag someone and now you're both it and the idea is to find everyone. We, we went through a period where we played this in, in secondary college and our, our school had a lot of like portable classrooms out in the outskirts of the school. Um, and kids would just hide under the portable classrooms. Like, <laughs> but, the, but those those classrooms, um, and Tubbsy can probably verify this. I think he would have played in those days. But those classrooms, people would just throw their trash under it, right? So you'd find these guys later in the in the like you, you would you'd just start a new game, right? Because you'd never find these people. <laughs> and then at the end of like lunchtime, you'd see them, and they've got like strawberry Big M on them, and like it's just kind of like like why like, like you've taken it a little bit too far for for a game that you're supposed to be engaged in at lunchtime but but it's the kind of thing that kids do it's quite uh, i mean i find it it's comedic right but um, absolutely you kind of oh. look back and go like like why yeah i and to be honest i think um attention to detail to attention spans are, are quite quite low with kids like in terms of um how long they'll, they'll play a game for so and i remember jazz telling me recently that they're playing hide and seek and she was seeking and just partway through the game after a couple of minutes just gave up and went off and did something else so i'm like all these kids are hopping playing this game what would you do and she's like i don't know i guess at some point they would have come out <laughs> so i can imagine that staying your head under, under a portable classroom for a long 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 time imagine she was playing spotlight <laughs> the next morning you found all these kids yeah, <laughs> frozen, frozen to death in the daniel, daniel rangers oh jeez uh, funny zane throw us another one uh this after after your spotlight game this one's gonna sound lame it's uh it's wobble or damble whatever it's called yeah you, i'm sure you guys played it with a tennis ball you sort of just uh hit against the against the wall and you you, you let it bounce and you hit against the war again see whoever you know stop hitting or misses the ball and then you lose so yeah it sounds relatively tame actually I, a couple of couple of couple of rule clarifications because Absolutely. i i had like yeah tim will get this as well because i had a couple of things listed right um and I, they sound like variations on your game um one yep. called wall shark and one called chance um 
couple of things I want to ask. It sounds like your wall ball is all about ball in motion, ball can't stop motion. Do yeah. you are you allowed to have juggles? Um, if you if you stuff it up, are you out? If you hit it and no one goes for it, who's out? Yeah, I don't remember. Oh God, <laughs> this guy. That's disappointing. You were not very good at these games, were you? <laughs> no, I don't, well, you know, to be honest, it was played when I first uh, got to Australia, so I don't really remember the details of it. But, uh, so you didn't understand the rules because you think that they were in yeah, English. Yeah. <laughs> well, that and it was played with a tennis ball, which first time I've been a tennis ball, right? So I'd be like, Ooh. Yeah, you're used to rocks. You're probably hiding from it because you thought it was going to hurt. It I'm going to just, hey, Zane, Zane, I, I know you yeah. raised this one. I'm going to ignore you and ask Tim, your version of this game, give us a bit of rules about how you played it because I've got two different versions and I want to compare. Okay, I, I've got a couple of different versions as well, actually. Um, so the first down ball would have been with one juggle. So, you, so if you're the receiver, you get one juggle. You can't let it hit the ground. Um, and then can't you, let it hit the ground. Can't let it hit oh. the ground. Mm. So on, in the same motion, you can push it up and then you've got a um, down ball, obviously hit it back against the, the, the ground first and then to the wall. Two bounces and the nearest two uh, is the one that would have been out. Um, out. Okay. Would have been out. The, there it was one, uh, I'm thinking of one, but probably this was more in high school. One uh, variation to that was that you could shark your competitors. Mm. So um, rather than hitting it back towards the wall, if you hit it at someone, hit them on the full, uh, they would be out. What if they caught it? Uh, if they caught it, you would be out. Ooh, interesting. Mm. Interesting. Can nobody, I add, nobody ever caught it. Can I add a variation Ooh. on this? Because, okay, so your game sounds like my version of a game which was called Wall Shark, um, except that what happened was if, you, if you're the one that, like, same rules, but if you're the one that stuffs it, you don't go out. You're now on the wall. Oh. <laughs> right? So you've got people going up and down the wall trying yep. to get back in the game. And the way they get back in the game is to catch it. Oh. So, but you're not allowed to go out. So the wall has a line in front of it, right? That you're not allowed to step outside of the line. And when there's multiple people on the wall, like they're trying to compete to catch the ball or dodge the ball or whatever, um, but you're only out once you're on the wall and then you get hit by the ball and you don't catch it. Right. But, but people would come up with different stances so that like, you know, if you can imagine they've got their legs out a little bit so that if the ball hits them in the leg, it bounces up and then they can catch it, like all that kind of stuff. Like it was big time. Um, so that's one variation that we had. I think I played that. <laughs> oh, fantastic game. And, you know, when there's only two people left, like one person on the wall and one person not on the wall, that got pretty brutal, that game. Like you would just be smacking it at the other person. But if you were on the wall and the other person was off the wall and that person stuffed it up, like say they did a... Um, I uh, can't remember the, the terminology for it, but, oh, yeah, if they did an, a, like an on-the-full yep, shot, on the full, yeah. but, they, but they missed the person, then it's a switcheroo. 
So the person that was on the wall is now off the wall and the person that was off is on. Um, so it's pretty it's an entertaining game. If, if it's caught, what happens if it's caught? Huh? What happens if it's caught on the form? Same. It's an it's a it's a changing of the so the oh. if if it gets caught or on the bounce, um, if they were doing like a down ball hit, you can still catch it on the bounce, or you can yeah. catch it off the wall on the full, or you can just catch it on the full. So three ways to catch. Then the person that did that and was caught basically swaps with the person that caught it. Um, yeah, right. So it's a switcheroo. It right. You have to keep it going. So basically, if you hit, you have to keep down. it going. Yeah, if you yep. miss it, you switch, right? Yeah, you have to keep it going. And then the other va variation of this game that we had was called Chance. And the way Chance was from the Ablett era, the not the Gary Jr., the Gary Sr. era. So this was like, um, you know, we didn't play a lot of kick-to-kick -kick footy, but we played a lot of Chance because the way Chance works was you would throw your down ball um, and then people would have to catch it. So you'd throw it up really high and people would take speckies over each other uh, to catch it. If you dropped it, then you were what's called on chance and you had to make a down ball throw without anyone catching it. Ooh. And then you were safe again. Right. Ooh, but if you right. got caught, if you got caught doing it, then you're out. So the, the skill was really in being able to do a down ball throw that barely got off the ground. Yeah, <laughs> but there's always there was a there was in a lot of the games there was a an, a, a line that you had to pass with your throw, and if you right. didn't pass that line, you were out. Um, and one of the biggest issues that people had was trying to trying to do their um, chance, and they would like egg it if you know what egg it yeah. means, like yorker the wall, and it would just pop up nicely, and people would take it. Um, yeah. So, so yeah, 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 yeah. But similar to Tim's rule, like if there was a throw and and no one caught it, it was the closest to it that was then on chance. Unless yeah. it was a unless it was a chance, then they then no one would be on chance and the game would just restart. But that was a, that was a very popular primary school game. That one, yeah, good one. Yeah. Um, any nice wall ball games not involving a tennis ball that either of you guys played? Not involving a tennis ball. Not schoolyard. I mean, you always have like kick to kick and stuff and basketball, but that's no, you just... need, with the wall. You need the wall there, because because one that we did play, um, and it might have been just because of the way our school was set up. So we had a huge oval that had a chapel to the side of it, mm. and that chapel was standalone and had a massive flat wall. And so we uh, played kind of a more like an up ball type game with soccer ball. So um, you'd line up a massive kick, kick it off the off the wall. Um, and before it stopped, the, the nearest person would have to go and, um, and kick it back, make sure it hits the wall. So Ooh. that very exhausting. That got, <laughs> that got it massively exhausting because some people could kick it pretty hard at that wall and it would go for some distance. Um, and you'd be on some weird angles and potentially in the bushes if you uh, if you got onto the wrong side. I was going to say, gonna say down, ball sounds like, down ball sounds like something that we could play at a boys uh, trip again. But not this game. What <laughs> <laughs> one kick and we'd be out. Hey Tim, <laughs> two 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 questions on this game. One is, I imagine, and this is an assumption, that it's continuous motion. Yep, continuous motion. Absolutely. So the ball's not allowed to stop. Um, second one, 
and I imagine this happened a lot, but um, interested to know what was on the other side of the chapel. Like what happened when you, you know, you kicked it a little bit too hard and just put it straight over the chapel. A, uh, the Behind the chapel was a massive fence and then a huge hill downtown <laughs> towards some residential houses. <laughs> uh, if you went too far to the right, you'd end up on the road. That also was, wasn't so good because that road was also downhill. <laughs> so yeah, you'd be going pretty far to get it. Um, and, and I do recall a lot of soccer balls ending up on the chapel roof, um, Ooh. which, yeah, the, the, the teachers were not very happy with that. I, I'm pretty sure. Climbable? Uh, not, not climbable. Not climbable. Ooh. Not climbable. <laughs> no, so, yeah, <laughs> yeah that's gone. a problem. Yeah. It was gone. And Wait, uh, come back. <laughs> one, one thing, one thing that I'm thinking about, and, and Zane's definitely thinking about this as well, um, ball stuck on the roof, sitting, I imagine, in the gutter. Just waiting, primed for a rock throwing. <laughs> Absolutely, reach, reach for your for your for your nearest like pile of rocks, and then and then you're straight back into what what did you call the game thing? <laughs> Battlefield 1986. Battlefield 86. Boom! Like that that would have made a lot of noise, and wow. hopefully not with no windows on this wall, so safe. Yeah, exactly right. Yeah, and if you happen to get it over the chapel with the stones basically playing zane's game <laughs> well ne never thought of it that way we we didn't necessarily have a pile of stones ready to go but um that might have been useful integration yeah um zane do you have a do you have another well i do have another one uh it's not really a game per se but one of the things that we used to play when we were a little bit older in high school, I think maybe year nine, year 10. And this is, was back, um, I'm not sure if Pete knows this, but oh, I'm sure he knows because he went to Kimura, was when um, the movie, uh, the Hong Kong movie, Young, Young and Dangerous was really popular. Mm. Um, Tim, do you know this movie? I'm aware of the movie. I'm aware yeah, of the movie, yes. So it's all about Hong Kong gangsters and sticking up for each other. And, that. and so that was a bit of a fad like everyone went through, especially the Asian kids. And basically, all of just overnight, all of Vietnamese kids in our school came in with butterfly knives. And they were pretty cool. You know? Can you explain for our younger listener, not to say it's one of him, uh, what a butterfly knife is? Well, it's essentially a knife that that's shaped like a butterfly, right? Very descriptive. It's, it's a it's a it's a thin knife with two. Um, it's a movable blade, basically. Well, it's not really move. How do I explain it? Mm. It's um, it's it's a knife where you can have two sides that opens, and then you can use your you can hold it in a way that you, you sort of um, have different ways of opening it, and it's it looks really good when you actually pull the moves off. So and looks kind of cool and especially it looks really cool to be like a gangster that's doing the butterfly knife dancing thing you know like you just dances in your hands some people are really good at it and it's like a banana right like you kind of pull back two sides and create a knife and the, the yeah. sides that you pull back are, are the handle effectively right. yeah yeah. yeah but it's it's yeah it's quite interesting well like, it was really big fat back then and wait well, uh, we're talking we're talking real knives as well right this is, yeah, they were real knives. Uh, they were easy to get, though. I'm not sure. What, no, you can just go in a shop and buy one. 
<laughs> you can definitely go to the Vic Market and get them. I I'm, no sure, I'm pretty sure many people were were hurt. What, like you know, you know, you know, in public schools around the areas. Uh, we in our school, uh, people were just playing. It was just for show, right? I mean, no one ever got stabbed. I don't, I don't think. I don't recall. But people were you carrying it and just playing with it. You, and you, you know, the butterfly knives came in like different sizes. You like some people come up with like a massive one. They'd be like, wow. No, rich cut. <laughs> I, I, I love how I love how Tim says, "Give us your list of childhood games," and you've come up with throwing rocks at each other and using a butterfly knife. <laughs> this is great. I think this butterfly knife trend was around. Check the dictionary for for the definition of childhood. <laughs> oh no! Like what the hell? And and games. Like what's the definition of games? Right. I didn't this say warfare. Was a, Around that time, I think, um, around the Kimura area, um, the, the cool thing was not around butterfly knives, but it was about being able to light up your um, Zappo lighter or whatever they were called. We had that, those, well. we had that as know, well. Those, those things, yeah. Yeah, we had that as well. So it'd be like one hand, you have a Zappo lighter, and the other hand, you have a butterfly knife. <laughs> <laughs> That's real gangster. That, that is real gangster right there. They'll be all like rollerblades, you know? <laughs> That's fucking gangster. <laughs> Oh, that's great. These don't really sound like games at all. Yeah. You know, that's fucking real shit. <laughs> hey, hey, Tim, can I know we've, we've, we've sort of ventured off into, like, teenage, troubling teenage years, but can I take us way back to primary school for an innocent game that I just look back at and think, similar to your um, spotlight game, like, I just sort of think back and go... If this game was actually played properly, I, I feel like it was the most dangerous kids' game um, that was around. Um, and it was a game. Yeah, it was, so it was a game. It was a game that we called Blind Blind Man's Bluff. And uh, similar to how your your school had a chapel, uh, my school had what we called the wooden equipment, which was. Um, <laughs> Yeah, there was two wooden equipments, but one of the wooden equipment was basically a, you know, a playground set. It was really big and impressive, but a kind of very long set, and it had like tire, like tire bridges, and so you could go over the bridge yeah. or through the bridge, and other little climbing apparatus and poles and all kinds of stuff, right? Um, yeah. But the way that this game worked was, and I think about it in. In, in hindsight and think, what the fuck were we doing? Um, someone was it, and it's basically a game of tag, but you had to stay on the wooden equipment, which, by the way, is about three metres above the ground at least, <laughs> or four metres above the ground. Like, it's, it's levels up, right? And the person who was it had to have their eyes closed. <laughs> Blindfolded. <laughs> I, I get where no. the name comes from now. <laughs> no, not blindfolded, but had to have their eyes closed. So this is this is the thing. Like now that I look back at it, if I was it, man, I'm squinting for sure. Like it's too, it's way too dangerous. And the funniest part of it was, you would at the time there were people that you would just think, man, that guy's so good at blind man's bluff. Like it's like he's. It's like it's second nature that he knows the way the wooden equipment goes because I'm, I can see properly I'm quick on the wooden equipment. This guy's beating me. Like, he's catching up to me. How is this possible? 
I'm pretty sure everyone cheated at this game, but it was very popular. There was a couple of incidents where people would trip on things and, you know, end up with gashes on, under their chin or things like that. But, um, and, you know, the, the floor wasn't as it was these days. Like it wasn't that sort of th synthetic spongy stuff that would still hurt you. It was Tim, it was Tambark. So, yes, definitely you know, you know, you might get, you might get a, a few, bumps and bruises and scrapes and whatever, but uh, I think you're generally pretty safe unless you fell through a three-tiered tire pot, uh, tire um, thingy. Um, but uh, that game, I yeah, that game was dangerous as hell. I, I but, can only imagine because yeah, right, all, all the, entertaining. Play equipment, the play equipment itself was like, as you said, there's, there's wood, there's splinters there. They don't, it doesn't get maintained well. There's definitely lots of metal everywhere and steel. So and the, yeah, the height and chains, yeah, yeah. chains, yeah, rubber, wood, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm going to be a little bit, um, little bit politically incorrect here. Oh god! But I'm to say it because, because I'm Asian. Is that it's 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 you have a natural advantage being Asian to play this game. <laughs> uh, Zane. <laughs> this might be why people are asking for shares. Um, <laughs> Shaz is also Asian. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to follow that one up. Um, and I like that story, Pete, with a uh, more, more on the probably the um, safety aspect more than anything else. So, so I, I was just more thinking about um, standard footy. Um, and it's something that we played in primary school, but not on the oval. We weren't allowed on the oval uh, during lunch. We were only allowed to play in this gravel area which was not, was not an oval, it was oddly shaped. Um, full gravel base. Uh, I remember the goals at one end were, were kind of a break in the trees. So that was, that was the goals. Oh, yeah, yeah. At the other end of the field, it was a garden bed, um, which you weren't allowed to go into, but that was, that was, you, got, you had to hit the garden bed to get a goal. And, and I remember probably more so getting, picking teams during class, getting ready for lunch, um, and then coming out and playing full-blown footy fully you know, tackling um you know going going for speckies and i do remember one particular incident where i i did go for a specky another kid went at the same time we've we've collided in the air probably both landed on our heads because i'm sure i was concussed um <laughs> remember being dizzy you know, blood everywhere and you're like you know what you just got patched up and you came back the next day and yeah. and the reason reason I wanted to bring that up was because um, this is quite topical because I know at uh, at Jasmine's school um, recently the kids have been playing a bit of footy and this is on an oval um, it's it's a pretty pretty nice soft base there's full grass there um, and and they've been all pulled up and told they are not allowed to tackle each other um, during during school hours with their with um, their footy games and I'm like hmm thirty years ago you could have <laughs> driven Sorry, someone's like, head into the gravel. <laughs> Miss, miss, my dad says it's yeah. okay. Things have changed. Things have changed and we've gotten softer, right? Like the, the, our kids need to toughen up a bit. People are more protective of their kids anyway. Oh, absolutely. Now, we all came out of it. I don't think anyone anyone died. There probably would have, you know, a few yeah. sprained wrists and things, and I don't remember no, any broken bones necessarily. That, right? you know, and you knew the nurse, they... right? You knew the nurse. Yeah. I knew the nurse. Oh, that's Everyone right. knew the nurse. You go to first aid a lot. <laughs> yeah, now, yeah, it's now like they... you kept people employed. You can't even send kids to to play footy. I mean, back back in the days, they were sending kids to like Cub Scouts and playing Spotlight. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a very, very different time. Um, uh, very different. Did, did you guys have any others that you wanted to, to raise? No, I'm sure there were many, but um, no, just the extremes ones. Extremes. I, I just, can I just make uh, make a comment? Right, like I, I've got others, but but I'll I'll save them for for another day. Um, but I I do think that um, you know we've gone through all of these games. Like I I can't even think of really any that are probably played these days, right? Because I think all of them involve an element of potential hurt um or um you know other other things that potentially end you end with you being injured or you know breaking rules that that are that are now set and you know i think that's a huge shame i think it's a I'm huge sure shame people, yeah like you can cure a school like they play tag a lot so i'm not sure variations of tags so I'm, I'm i'm pretty sure there's some sort of element to the old games, but it's, it's I mean, it's not dangerous, right? Because their school ground is not dangerous. They don't have like the wooden equipment and stuff like that. And yeah, um, yeah, it's yeah. a it's a softer version of it. Because I'm thinking, what it, yeah. a particular game of tag that we used to play was British Bulldogs. But that yeah. that tag was you go and take someone down and you tackle them <laughs> to the ground. Otherwise, they're yeah, not, they're yeah, not it's out. Not, yeah, it's not you happening. You can't do that. <laughs> you can't do that. Yeah. But the other uh, thing I mean, is, like, I I think that. Um, there were a lot of games that didn't have names that you just played. You just invented them. You invented yeah. variations of them. Um, you know, I don't know here, like, you know, when there were things that would be banned at schools in those days that genuinely should have been banned, right? Like, like they just get way too injured. Like the, the fact that you can't turn up to class after lunchtime is a big problem. But nowadays, it's like, you know, they're banning all of the things like swapping of cards and, you know, all of this kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you kind of think, like, why is that even a thing that kids are doing at lunchtime? Shouldn't they be, you know, out mucking around, climbing yeah. trees or... Absolutely. You, know, like, you, you can't climb yeah. trees, but, yeah. Kira's <laughs> yeah. Yeah. school banned slime the other day. So, I mean, slime, you know, what the fuck? Well, how's that going to hurt anyone? <laughs> That's kind of like the opposite, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, that, that that is the opposite. <laughs> you can play with this because you can't get hurt. Oh, no, actually, no. We'll take that no, away. They it. I mean, they banned it for some reason. Oh, so. that, anyway. That's very weird. Hey, um, one thing I, I wanted to raise was a, 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 a another tennis ball game, um, Foursquare. And, and the only reason oh, I'm, right. I'm raising it is because um, we were at a partner conference for our firm uh, recently. And, and one of the, the days finished early and we're in the conference room and we've been doing this team activity that had tennis ball and so for some reason some uh some of the older partners decided to play foursquare with the, mm. with the tennis ball and nice. and i can tell you that it looked like some people were, were def- they would have been hurting the next day there is no doubt they were diving and bending <laughs> in ways that you probably shouldn't at that age um i didn't partake in this <laughs> but one foursquare was a uh, one of the younger ones, I didn't didn't really yeah, want to uh, want to get involved or, or be responsible for, for people getting injured. Um, Foursquare was a massive game for us, as much as downball was in in primary yeah, school. Yeah, it was for it was for us as well. Yeah. In secondary that school, was that was that's the yeah. biggest game. That was one yeah. of the ones I said I wasn't going to talk about. We we ours was eight square, um, eight square knockout was a big one. I don't know if you guys played that version no. of it, where um, so you played it on the on the bat tennis um kind of court which had 
your eight squares except the the top and the bottom which you just kind of made up an imaginary line in between um and you know someone was the king and they would serve and then the person all the way down the end which was in the eighth square um if they got kicked out they were completely out of the game and people would line up like you'd play with more than more than eight um and people would wait to get in and as soon as they were in the eighth square you could knock them out um and when someone stuffed up they would get relegated to the eighth square and everyone would move up um and then once you know there was no one left to come in and the eighth person went out that square was dead and then you went to seven square and then six and five and then four the squares became bigger squares um and then when you had two you had the full court like wow. halved so it was an epic game like that and we played that for years like that was that was a regular um someone would go and get the court and then you were you would you know you were golden while i think a lot of the we didn't have a lot of girls that played with us because i think they were into things like elastics and stuff like that so they had their own games that they played but yeah eight square for us was huge i like that Oh, that's 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 a nice little um, yeah variation to some of those other ones. Didn't know it could get up to eight. Maybe because we never had that drawn out. <laughs> could be why. Um, that was good. We might we might leave it because I'm sure there'd be others, and maybe we'll get some feedback from some guests on some other things. But I think there's a lot of like childhood throwback stuff because we we keep saying that things were better. I think that's what Shaz actually opened with last week. Mm, um saying that things were better in the old days so and and i think we want to reminisce a little bit about that so um Mm. but we might finish that up for the moment so uh we we should talk nba because we are getting to the pointy end um and and a lot's happened um so what's what's your take on on it guys what's been what what are the big big uh incidents and events that have happened because obviously some of the big names are, are gone yeah, the best player left in the playoffs now is CP3. <laughs> he's not uh, actually in the playoffs at the moment. He's, he's in it. He's he in will, his he home. will be back. He will be back. Uh, but, well, they're uh, saying maybe, no, maybe the was, next uh, game, it was, It's a pity. It's a pity. It's a pity that Joel, Jojo went out because of... Um, was it all Ben Simmons' fault? I, are I you pinning it all I mean, on, on team on game, right? It's not all his fault, but he has to bear a, a lot of it. Because, yeah. Yeah, I, and I get it down the stretch, absolutely. But like they gave up two massive leads um, in two games yeah. where it, it did not matter what he did in the last last quarter. Like I, well, I don't think Embiid no, or Tobias I mean, scored either. No, no. I mean, everyone's at fault, but um, I think I think Ben Simmons. I mean, if he's only he only had three shots in uh, in the fourth quarter for the entire seven games. I mean, it's for for a all star uh, for the team's point guard. You know, I mean, you need, you got to do more than that, right? I mean, I, I mean, people's talked about it enough, like, so so I, I think that. it's still, yeah. He's there for a purpose, though, right? I, I think his his purpose is is not offense. Um, I I agree. He had a bad series. Right, yeah. he didn't. He didn't run it like he should have. He didn't run it like he usually runs it. Um, but you know, I think he wasn't playing like they didn't trust him to play in the last minutes of the game. And is yeah. that that maybe that, that, that maybe his 
maybe that's his own fault, but ultimately it's the coach's decision not to put him in. He's not going to be sitting there going, hey, coach, I think I should, you know, sit out the most important part of this series um, because I don't think I can do it. They've said, sorry, mate, like you haven't shown us enough, so yeah. you're going to sit. I, I, I believe that, like, a lot of this stuff gets overanalyzed and I think that if you're a top player, then if I'm a fan of your of that team, I want my team to lose because the top players didn't play good enough. I, I don't want them to shy away from putting my star in because they think he's deficient in something. I, I think it was a major cop-out by the coach. I think it's yeah, bad coaching. Definitely, definitely. Uh, well, when I you're up, you're up 3-1. It's a combination of bad coaching, bad bad playing. And in the end, it was just a mental state of Ben Simmons, right? I mean, I think he's got the tools to be to be really good. Uh, and you know, you can just tell that he, he was afraid of shooting the ball in the end. So Yeah, but anyway, like he's he has any plays drawn up for him. But you're right. That he's they're gone. Create, he's he's supposed to create his own plays, right? Well we'll wait yeah. and see at, at the next team. Because he won't be in Philly again, I don't think. Um, no. Yeah. Did, did you guys sons, see Suns? Suns. DeAndre, no, DeAndre, DeAndre Ayton's um, last minute dunk or oh, last second dunk. <laughs> Fantastic. Yeah. Probably should have been in a position to win off that dunk, but yes, absolutely. No, I mean, no, but I mean, he made the play. It was great. And, you know, this was great coaching. Uh, Monty Williams actually said, you got to dunk it when the ball part, when he passes you the ball. And he did exactly that. So, all, all, all credits to to the Suns for executing the play and uh, Crowder's Crowder's pass top top five same top five all time exactly. right yeah. exactly. all time he turned into LeBron James um but uh you know it, they wouldn't be in this position if um poor George had made his free throws so you know playoff P mental collapse again mm. it could be all it could all be deliberate because you know the Clippers like being down two two games to Neil right. Yeah, they're they, wanting they a seven-game series, are they? Yeah, they they just want to come back, right? They want to play the uh, the underdog card, you know. Give them two games, right? Let them think that they've got the series locked up, and then just bam, hit them, right? That's what he. That's what they did. The I thought you. Were, I thought you were going to say that it was an NBA conspiracy, and then you came out and said no. oh, they actually want to be down two nil. Maybe they shouldn't have played him so that he can come out for game three. Um, I don't but, but, know. You know Clippers will win. Clippers will win game three. I think. I think they will make it interesting. I, I, I don't think the league will allow. I mean, this is considered. You know, I, I, I don't think Adam Silver Silver wants to see a clean sweep by Suns. So, um, they, they're going to give CP3 LA comes back. CP3 back in the team, controlling everything. They're they're playing way too well. Yeah, but that's what we said about um, uh, about the uh, the Nets and Bucks series, right? And we then, we didn't. Well, not you, the rest mm. of us. Mm. We were saying, we were saying, that, what did we um, say about it? We were saying the Nets were, were was playing, they were playing so well. There's, no, it's going to be a sweep, and then the Bucks came back, right? So, I, I don't remember saying that because I, I remember on the Bucks. I, I remember saying, right, let's not, let's not that. get too excited about Durant's performance. I said um, that was a good performance. I didn't say anything it, about, it was, about them it was sweeping. A, it was a great performance. Um, I, I think the saddest. The saddest thing about the playoffs at the moment um, is that both Kawhi and Chris Paul are not playing. Yeah. Oh, 
Absolutely. The injuries. Well, we've missed, we've missed a lot of players in the in the stretch. Yeah. The injuries yeah. are very bad, I think. Yeah. Um, did you see the one one today though? The uh, the the head clash where uh, mm. Booker's, Booker's nose was clearly out of place, even though I think uh, the Suns yeah. came out and said it wasn't broken, which I'm not sure when you've got that kind of curve on a nose that it uh, <laughs> it's not the broken. Same injury. Nash had that injury as well. Had the same. Injury I did see some side by side photos. It. Um, that, did you see that the one of the fans, like some lady, had a photo of Steve Nash with a broken nose? Uh, on her T-shirt, and 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 she they they panned to her in the in the crowd and put that side by side against Booker, which was pretty hilarious. That's um, good. I like that. Yeah. Came prepared. Wow. Came prepared. Yeah. <laughs> that he, he, she's the oracle. <laughs> she, she, she is. Yeah. He yeah. Hey, he played through that, so he'll definitely be back for the next game. That's I don't think that's an issue. I mean, but it did remind me actually because yeah. I have broken my nose before and uh, it hurts as all hell. Uh, can I tell you that? Um, and and I did this in in soccer, so slightly different circumstances, but a clash of heads as well. So similar to Pat Bev, oh. you saw. Um, I think that was all of Booker's blood, but um, he hit him pretty hard. Um, no. Mine mine was um, this was quite a while ago actually. It was back in back in two thousand and three playing playing soccer. First game of the season, we'd just been promoted to uh, one of the state leagues. Um, our team and and I had been. Uh, put into starting striker for the first time ever. Um, and funnily enough, on that particular day, we we had announced that we'd signed a star striker who was probably going to replace me the week after, no doubt. Um, but in this particular game, uh, I had gone up for a header. I won the header. The defender managed to smash my nose right across my face. Um, and so I didn't play again that season, I don't think. Um, <laughs> Soft. What <laughs> wasn't really for the nose. You took the easy way out instead of competing for a spot. <laughs> if, you grew, if you grew up getting hit by stones in the head, oh, you would have been fine. That would have prepared me, definitely. I, I do remember, fine. though, I don't think I played, not, not because or didn't play because of the nose injury, though. Um, I do remember re- recovering from that relatively quickly, mostly because I had lined up uh, very early in the morning to get tickets to the Comball, and that was probably three weeks after I'd broken my nose. So I needed to make sure I was back for that. Um, so that that that's my, my memory of my broken nose. So Priorities. What I'm trying to say is Devin Booker will be back. <laughs> no issue there. What you're actually saying is that at that point in your life, you were thinking more about women than you were thinking about sport, right? It's all about image. <laughs> There's a little bit of that, yeah. Maybe, maybe. <laughs> Let's not dwell too much on that. Um, he, he, I would assume he's coming back in a mask, a mask though. And uh, there have been a couple of of good face mask performances, and uh, Devin Booker might might be one of them going forward. So you, I can remember back to uh, to masked Kobe, LeBron in Miami, uh, obviously Rip Hamilton, who wore it just mm-hmm. because in the end. Rip so Hamilton, I'd yeah. Like to see how Booker goes in the mask. Masked Embiid. Master, was he top five, Dane? He'd have to be, surely. Master Embiid. Top, yeah. top five, just going. behind or yeah. above normal Embiid? Uh, probably behind. Mast Kawhi as well. Did you mention Ooh. him? Yeah. We also had uh, Mast Kyrie, but oh, yeah. I think he was shitting the mask. I think he was shitting the mask, though. Hmm. Doesn't work anyway, for everyone. What, what do you guys think of um, Bucks and Hawks? It'd be easy. Oh, I think. Easy I think that's. Bus, yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah. Yep. It'll be over very quickly. I don't. I don't think the Hawks can go with them. I. I just think. Um. And, and I. I kind of. 
felt the same way about uh, Memphis, right? Um, and, and I'm surprised that Atlanta got over Philadelphia for the same reason. But um, I think sometimes these teams that have, I guess, less experience in the playoffs through their key players um, will eventually just kind of roll over um, in these big battles. And that's what I thought was going to happen to Phoenix as well. Um, but Kawhi not being there makes a huge difference. Um, but I think I think Milwaukee, and I've, I've said this all along, and I thought I was off the mark um, uh, against Brooklyn um, until Irving got injured, but I, I think Milwaukee just has too much experience um, to 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 take um, to take any kind of um, losses or significant losses from Atlanta, and I think I think Trey Young will um, learn a valuable lesson for future years um, during the series. I think uh, it might have already started. You can see him in the last game, forcing up a lot more shots, playing a lot of hero ball to try and um, get there. Obviously, they won in the end. Uh, but he was at one point one for 14 or something and still yeah. still bombing it and not, not trying to change his game. So I think don't think that'll work against the Bucks. Drew Holiday. Yep. Yeah, hard to, against Drew Holiday. Um, yeah. should, we, should we get a, a bracket update then? Because we're, we're getting right to the, no. the end of the, the finals. <laughs> we can get, we can get no. a bracket, bracket update. A, a separate three yeah. um, well, <laughs> A couple of movers in the bracket. Um, and I said that there were a couple of performances. Uh, you're looking at Suns and, and Bucks and, you know, no one, no one had the Hawks. Um, obviously, Phoenix was already all over, but... Um, and Clippers as well. Um, and when you weigh all of those up, I think um, the bracket's over. Um, uh, the the only one who still actually has a team alive for the championship is is me with the Bucks. Um, and whilst five of us still have the Clippers alive um, for this series, um, and you know Zane is one of those actually, so he could come up and um, get second potentially. Um, Kev still has that series alive as well, and Tubbs and Charlie, um, but they've all got nets and 76s at the end, so it's all over. Um, in in the official terms, I think I'm up. I'm at 210 points, and the next closest is Kev on 165, um, and Tubbsy makes up the top three on 150. But look, with four that sounds teams, like a pretty wide gap. With yep. with four teams left. And and already it being impossible to catch up, it's a bit of a runaway, unfortunately. And you know, for for those um, listeners out there who haven't competed in this or didn't see how this happened, um, we know that it was my competition. Um, but I did send my bracket to everyone before the competition before anyone else submitted their brackets to me. So, um, you know, honestly, people people could have just copied it, like, but you know, um, yeah, I don't think anyone looked. I don't. I didn't look. <laughs> no, I know, but it's just interesting. It was there. It was there, and no, I don't think we would have copied it. Um, yeah. In hindsight, probably, but you know, hindsight's yeah. a beautiful thing. <laughs> hey, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't give the Bucks much much chance after Game One either. But but hey, how things have changed. So does that mean we're replacing the bracket update with something going forward? We we will and and you know as you guys both know we have a, an NBA two K um, sim like a fantasy basketball fantasy competition a fake fake 
basketball competition, as um, oh, LK it calls get it. Better than that. It doesn't get any better than that. And look, this was something that started um, during COVID to try to keep people interested in stuff when you know the basketball was shut down and, and all of that kind of stuff. And it's evolved into a tense, tense season um, that has taken a lot of different forms. And the playoffs there are just beginning. So I'll, I'll keep you guys updated on how that's going, and um, that'll take it's, you know, it's a fair really, few weeks to finish anyway. It's only tense for me and team. I mean, it, it's not, not tense for everyone else. That, that is true. That is true. Well, I, you guys have a friendly wager on um, the outcome that, that ends up potentially being fairly significant. Um, but... <laughs> Yeah, I thought it was going to three figures. I was six figures, <laughs> four figures after the first game. <laughs> like, it started oh, very well for me. I, I, I did get out to what was it like a seventy-eight dollar lead off the first game, and uh, <laughs> yeah. So for all of you, for all the for all the listeners out there, um, there was a friendly wager on all regular season games between Zane's team and Tim's team, all of them, both teams, um, at two dollars eighty per point. Um, winner take all across all 15, I think it was 15 battles. And at the end of 15 battles, there were so many ups and downs. Um, Zane ended up being one point ahead of Tim. So, um, but they ended up, but ended up qualifying for the playoffs in fourth and fifth in uh, the West. Um, and therefore, we'll continue into a seven-game series, this bet, um, or this friendly wager, as I'll call it. Um, so it could still be epic. Um, get your wallets out, guys. One of Tim's teams didn't qualify for the playoffs <laughs> on the East, so this is the only chance he has. Um, the, the, uh, I'm just thinking back because I don't think we actually originated this bet. I think I took it. I feel like I took it over because someone didn't, didn't take up the bet originally. That's my thinking, but I, I, I'm not sure if my memories serves me no, you're correctly correct. there. No, you're correct. It was the noob. He was he was too. Uh, he didn't have enough money. Oh, <laughs> oh, there you go. Um, <laughs> I think the the other thing that's happened, uh, notwithstanding that Victoria was in lockdown for a little while, and now New South Wales is, is the footy has still been going. Um, oh, yes. Which, which I'm a little bit devastated by some of the uh, restrictions because I was supposed to be going to this Essendon Demons game this week, but due to some of the uh, capacity numbers, it doesn't look like it's happening anymore. Mm. Um, but on the fantasy side, uh, there are a few movers and there are a few fantastic games on the weekend, I think. Am, am, I, am I still second last? Yeah. Yeah, you're still <laughs> second last. Um, <laughs> I, I, I'm not really sure that's going to change, Zane. Yeah. <laughs> let, let, let me... Let, let me tell, I'll tell you how many points you have, right? So you've got 18 points um, and, you know, you get four points for a win and all that kind of stuff. Um, and and your Jacko, who's ahead of you, is on 22 points and Charlie's on 24 points. And then there's a gap to Tubsy in fourth uh, on 36 points. But um, you being on 18, narrowly ahead of Shaz, who has four points right? <laughs> <laughs> so i think you're you're a lock you're a lock for at least seventh right so nice. uh, so i think you're all right but but as tim alluded to there were some very good games on the weekend um three of the games resulted in a four five um or five four outcome um one of them being a uh, seven two which was actually my team beating Zane's team. Uh, we won't talk about that too much. Um, but I will say this, Tubsy 
knocked over, as I did the week before, uh, the top team, which seems to have a little bit of head wobble at the moment. Oh, here we Ooh, go. Just a little bit of head wobble. And that's the, team, that's the team that copied my team from last year, right? Yeah, that's that's the team that has all of the jacks on it. Um, yeah. and, and, and to be honest, in the last couple of weeks has not done jack shit. Um, <laughs> so I, I, I think that, uh, like, it's interesting. Uh, that team um, definitely has got... It's got the wobbles a bit, and um, you know I, I don't want to predict the future, but this round will be very interesting because that team that's been struggling so mightily is playing against Shaz. <laughs> this will be the ultimate test. <laughs> if Shaz gets Shaz, Shaz might be get might get eight points. <laughs> if Shaz gets over this team, I propose that this top team owner come on the podcast next week. I challenge him Ooh. to come on the podcast. Ooh. We get to meet him. If he gets beaten, um, like, you know, I, I think I think that's the least that he could do. I know um, he's an avid I know he's an avid listener, so he'll he would have heard that. Um I, I don't think he'll back down from that challenge. Um that that could be a good one. Uh, mm. we, as a guest or just a dial in a dial in given this is obviously live. Well, I mean that that could be up to him, but uh, I, I, you know, I, I think we could we could fit a couple of segments around him, like, you know, maybe something along the lines of like most embarrassing moments of your life, you know, something like, like that. You know, I'm sure he. I mean, that would give him plenty of material um, to to bring to the segment. Um, you know. Yeah, the gauntlet has been uh, thrown out there. Let's see mm. how he how he goes. Mm. Um, that that rounds it up for today. That was a good one. A nice little look back into the past. I like that. Can just a comment? So, first episode we had no guests, no sponsors. Second episode we brought out a guest, no sponsors. We talked a little bit about comments that we got. Did 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 we get any? interest from sponsors and um, and and are we having a guest next week outside of this potential um uh loser manager <laughs> i think i think he lose the word manager we uh we are definitely having a guest 100 percent, we are having oh wow um the the topic i think we're we're, we're angling for at the moment um, and I'm going to throw it out there this time because we're, this is probably be at the end of, what, 80 minutes or so of listening. So for you uh, very loyal listeners who are still listening to this, um, look forward to, I think, another throwback. I, I was thinking a throwback on um, childhood uh, collectibles or collections. Mm. Um, I, I think there's a, quite a few that will come out. And I, I think quite a few of us might delve into some of our own um, storage boxes to just to have a look at some of them. Um, I'm thinking things like maybe trading cards, mm. um, maybe some toys. I don't know. Let's let's we'll leave it open. But I, I think that'll be a good one, and I think we should have a guess for that. I wonder um, if um, Zane will roll out his rock collection. <laughs> I did have a rock collection. That <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, if you've kept it for the last thirty odd years, I'd be. <laughs> 
I'd be very keen to, to see yeah. what they look like. It's handed it down to Kira. <laughs> I, I left it all behind when I left China, unfortunately. <laughs> oh, that's disappointing that you, you didn't leave it. You didn't hide it somewhere to uh, recollect on your return. Yeah. I think somebody threw it away. Um, well, look, I reckon there's a chance. Couldn't, yeah. uh, no, no, no one threw it away. If anyone threw it somewhere, they threw it at someone. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I meant. <laughs> Is there a lot of construction going on in Beijing at the moment, Zane? Universal uh, Studios. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're, I mean, shake shake. You know. There, there, oh. there are, um, there are, but the difference is now they barricade the construction sites. Yeah, but, but you're only after a couple of rocks, so look, you can probably <laughs> reach in through the fence. So I'm not saying like you know jump no, the fence yeah. and, and go and, and steal anything. We're, we're looking just for a small uh, rock collection. I think small, you could start. You're asking me to steal a couple of rocks. <laughs> I'm not saying to steal. Look, look I, who do they belong to? The no, asking, rock they're going to use. I think I think uh, Tim is asking you to find a couple of rocks. Uh, Okay. I, I also don't think anyone's no. going to come after you for a couple of rocks. But depends how. Hey, depends how big they are. Depends what they're made of. Maybe they're diamonds. Yeah. Like you know. Well, well, good point. Good point. I didn't. I, well, I don't know what rocks Zane's been throwing in the past or what he's finding on construction sites. I, I hope it wasn't diamonds. Fuck. <laughs> I like how um, there's a reoccurring theme of rocks. Um, on this podcast, not only have we gone into the physical rocks, we've also gone to the movie The Rock. We've gone to yeah, the rock, the person, <laughs> the rock, who Zane also threw out Jumanji uh, yeah. on the last one. So the rock references have been um, the only the only thing that's been mentioned more on this podcast has probably been Nam Lung, who I'll plug again, <laughs> plug again and just. See, see how we go. I plugged it early last time. Let me plug it late this time and see to see how we go. I, I won't be able to go to my storage of uh, collectibles from the past, Tim. They're all packed away, unfortunately, um, for our upcoming house move. But um, I, I like the topic. Um, have we got it? Have we got thoughts on a on a guest? Do we have any guests that may have some collectibles from the past? It all depends on the matchup, right? On the oh yeah, but do we do we do we just uh, get someone for that topic and? Um, oh, I, I think I think we do. I think we do. I, I have a few in mind. Okay, um, I'm interested. No, I don't think we need to talk about that on the line. Okay, uh, it'll be it'll be a um a surprise when when people see the uh, you know the the episode pop up on on Spotify. Hey, maybe maybe some of our listeners out there who have some interesting collectibles from the past might reach out um, Ooh, I like that. To, to, Ooh, I like to say like, hey, hey guys, like, have you seen the size of my collection? Rock. <laughs> 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 um, and then maybe, maybe we can, maybe we can get, um, maybe someone will want to come on. Who knows? Maybe it's someone you're already thinking about. Well, on that maybe. note, I think we're going to call it a day. So uh, I look forward to seeing that, um, seeing someone write in. Yeah, Tell us more. It was a good conversation, guys. Good one. Thanks, guys. You've yeah, been good conversationalists. There you go. Yeah, yeah I, I look forward to being a different title next week. Oh, <laughs> I, I might need to pull out the thesaurus somewhere. <laughs> Get the, the uh, Macquarie. Don't go with the yeah. Oxford. That's, that's, that's way too robust. Oh, jeez. <laughs> 
<laughs> All right. Thanks, everyone. See you guys. Bye. Bye.